Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. We welcome you to come right on in. We've saved you a seat here in the front. And Faith School is a place where we get our, our spirit and our faith fed, and the Lord helps us to grow and to become stronger so that we can be overcomers in this life because that is His perfect will and plan. So let's pray and release faith today that just what He would say to us will come out. Just what we need to hear, we'll hear, and we'll hear it the way we need to hear it. We'll get answers today and direction and help. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree together as touching this, asking you for the word for now, for this time and this, uh, this place that we're at in life. Give us, Lord, ears to hear it and a heart to receive it. Show us things we've not seen and remind us of things you've already shown us and, and how to be a doer of it, how to uh, incorporate it into our life and our living. And we purpose that as we hear it and remember it and do it and results come forth, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the praise. We'll tell everybody who will listen that it's you who did it. And we thank you for loving us. And thank you for making us your very own children, being our very own father, caring for us uh, all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, open your textbook again today to Hebrews chapter 11. All this week, we've been talking about faith-filled words, releasing our faith with our words. And uh, you'll see that in Hebrews 11, verse uh, chapter 11 and verse 1. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, verse 2, by it the elders obtained a good report. And then verse 3, he said, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Um, you'll hear sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I believe in something that I can't see or that I can't feel. Well, that's being unenlightened <laughs> because, uh, you know, have you seen your mind, for instance? And when's the last time you touched your mind uh, somebody says, well, it's, it's, it's in my skull right here. No, that's your brain. That's not your mind. Your mind is a spiritual part of your being that functions through the physical organ of your brain. But if you lost your brain and lost your body, you'd still have your mind. Now, you, you need a brain to express it in this physical realm, but past this life. If, if the Lord tears is coming and your body dies and they bury it, your brain will be there with your body. But you, wherever you'll be, and if you're a Christian, you'll be with the Lord, you'll have your mind. You'll have your mind. And uh, your mind being a, uh, something that you can't touch, that you can't feel, who's going to say they don't believe they have a mind? And yet you've never seen it. 
You can't touch it. You can't touch love. You can't smell uh, joy. <laughs> you, 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 you can't see peace. Well, no intelligent thinking person would say they don't believe in these things. They know they exist, but they're not seen. Everything that is seen came into being from things unseen. And if it came into existence out of the unseen, it can certainly be changed or altered by the unseen. God created everything. The worlds were framed by His words out of things that you can't see. And uh, when we understand this, we'll begin to be more aware every day of our life that we're not just dealing with the seen, we're also dealing with the unseen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Everybody say that out loud. I walk, I walk by, faith, by faith, not by sight. Not by sight. Well, now we said that. We know that's a scripture. But are there a lot of people walking beside? <laughs> do, they, do they make all their decisions based on what they see? Yeah. But as a, as a spiritual person, you don't do that. Now in the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians, we were there in the fifth chapter, but just a few verses earlier, 4, 8, 18... Well, let's back up to verse 16. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but, in other words, but we look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. How do you look at things you can't see? Well, it has to do with the focus of our mind and our attention. And faith is the substance of things what? Not seen. We can look at the unseen by faith. And focusing on the unseen, being mindful and aware of the unseen, puts us in a place to be proactive instead of just reactive. By the time we see something in the natural, it's already happened, you know. But when we learn spiritual truths, we can say something before it ever happens, we can set something in motion in the unseen realm that then shows up in the seen realm. Go with me, if you would, to Mark, the 11th chapter, and see one of the greatest examples of this in all the Word of God. Mark 11. If we live by faith and walk by faith, we're not walking by sight, by what we see with our eyes or perceive with our senses. Well, then what are we looking at? We are aware 
of the spirit realm dimension. We are aware of unseen realities. Now, Jesus walked this way. He operated this way. He was aware, not just of natural, physical, but he was aware of spirit. He was aware of the Father who is spirit. He was aware of evil spirits who are spirits, obviously. He was aware of spiritual forces that you couldn't see. He spoke to the wind and waves. He he dealt with the unseen. And if we're going to walk in his footsteps, we'll have to deal with the unseen also. Notice in Mark, the 11th chapter, and see that um, on this occasion, Jesus had gone into the, uh, the temple and he had actually uh, uh, driven out the money changers. But prior to him going in, verse 12, Mark eleven twelve, 12, it says, On the morrow when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And he saw a fig tree afar off having leaves. He came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and spoke to it. So, so what is Jesus speaking to? He's not praying to the Father about the tree. He's not talking to the disciples about the tree. He's talking to the tree. Many people today would think that's strange. They would think, he's, who are you talking to? They'd say. (laughs) He's looking at that tree. You think he's talking to that tree? Does he think he's talking to that tree? No, he knew he was talking to the tree. And again, if you're only aware of physical things and don't Uh, acknowledge spiritual realities and forces, this will seem strange or foolish to you. But when you're enlightened, you realize this is how things work. This, why does this tree exist? Why does the planet it's coming out of and growing in exist? Why does the sunlight that makes this tree possible exist and the star it's coming from? When you know the truth, It's because God spoke. (laughs) And this tree that you can touch and feel came into existence out of things you can't see and you can't touch, things unseen. Jesus spoke to it. Everybody say, Jesus talked to it. it. He answered and said to it, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever, and he must have said it out loud with some volume because his disciples heard it. We must not be uh, timid and bashful about these things. There are times we need to speak. We need to speak to situations. If, you, if, if you, something's a problem in your body or, or something's a problem in your finances, uh, don't just try to wage a silent uh, mental battle about it. There are times we need to speak up and speak to it. Speak to that kidney. Speak to those lungs. Speak to that heart. Speak to those bills. Speak to those finances. I know people think it's strange, but they also don't have answers either. (laughs) And they're struggling and crying and begging and nothing's getting better. 
Would it be wrong to follow a following Jesus example? What would be wrong of, of doing what he did, patterning, patterning your life after what he did? He told us to follow him. Well, verse 20, if you skip down Mark 11, verse 20, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter called to remembrance, calling to remembrance, he said, Master, look. That's what behold means. Look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said, Yes, I'm the Son of God. I can do that, but don't try this at home. <laughs> no, no. But I think a lot of people with their imaginary pen have written that in there. And they're thinking, well, not Jesus could do that. No, no, no. Jesus said what? Have faith in God. Who's the understood subject? You. You have. In other words, he's saying, he, Peter is wanting to know, how did you do that? How did that happen? And Jesus' response is, you have faith in God too. In fact, if you read Matthew 21, we won't go there, but Matthew 21 dealing with the same occurrence. It said that Jesus said, if you have faith and doubt not, you'll not only do that which is done to the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain be removed. So Jesus is telling them they can do what he just did. Matthew 21. So what did he do? He spoke to it. That's how God created the worlds. So it shouldn't be shocking that what was created by faith-filled words out of spirit unseen substance could be altered, could be changed by faith-filled words. So Peter is marveling and saying, Master, look, that fig tree that you cursed, that you spoke to, it's withered away. Now, notice what happened in verse 20. This, this happened over some 24-hour period of time, I suppose, if you look at the whole happening. And uh, it says, verse 20, in the morning, um, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. From the roots. So this happened from the bottom first. And it's so, all of this is so symbolic. Underground is where you can't see. Right? You can't see. Something happened, it began where you couldn't see. And when it was finished, it affected the top and the leaves. The very edge and exterior of what can be seen and experienced. But Jesus did not spray this tree with some kind of poison. He didn't hit it with an axe. He didn't shoot it. He didn't cut it. What did he do to it? Help me out. He, he spoke to the tree. And the tree responded to his words. Responded. And was affected. The power of his words caused to come to pass 
what he said would come to pass concerning that tree. Now, I, I quoted it to you, but I, because I know it's such a big issue, go back to Matthew 21. You can hold your place in Mark if you want, but, but go back to Matthew 21 and verse uh, 20. Well, let's, verse 19 is good too. Verse 19, when Jesus saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it. He found nothing thereon but leaves only. He said to it, let no fruit grow on you henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. We know from the other account, it must have been some 24 hours or so. Verse 20, when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how soon is the fig tree withered away? So this happened, like we said, in, in, in a day's time. That's unnatural. It looked like a green, healthy tree, and then it's all withered up in a day. So uh, Jesus answered and said to them, Verily I say to you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Was Jesus telling them they could have done what he just did? Absolutely. Let's look at it again. Let's make, that's why I had you turn here. Jesus said, verse 21, if you have faith. Because when Peter asked him, how, how did it look there, Lord? This has already happened. The very next thing the Lord said is, have faith in God. Or one translation says, have the God kind of faith. The understood subject is you. You have the God kind of faith. You function in this faith you just saw me operate in. This has been the disconnect point. So many people in churches, they believe in God, they love God, they believe in the Lord Jesus, and, and, and they read the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. They, they, they see these kind of things, and they say, look at that. You know, Jesus walked on the water. Why? Because he's God. Jesus cast out devils. He healed the sick. Why? He's God. Jesus uh, spoke to the wind and waves. They obeyed him. Why? He's God. And they leave a wrong impression. He is God. And he was God manifested in the flesh. But he's not doing these things as God. If you study Philippians, if you look at other places, it tells us that he became like other men. He laid aside his mighty weight and glory and power and became like other men. He told us, he told the disciples and us, if you believe on me, the works I do, you will do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Now hold on, hold on. If he's doing these as God, how can I believe that? How can I believe I can do what he did when he's doing it as God with the omniscience and omnipotence as God? I can't. I, I can't believe that. But if as it's true in the scriptures say, if he did it as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he would anoint me with that same spirit and give me authority in his name to do what he did, then I can do the same kind of things he did. 
This is the truth. The, the enemy has lied to the church. He said, oh, no, no, that's Jesus. You know, Jesus could do that, but not you. Can we read? Can we read, class? Jesus said, if you, if you have faith and don't doubt, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to the mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Mountains are big. <laughs> Mountains are big and they don't just move every other afternoon and it takes no little force to try to move one. So Jesus is making an example. He just did something with a tree with his faith and his words. But he wants them, and it was recorded for us, he wants us to know the amazing possibilities that can happen in our life when we will dare to do what he did, to believe in our heart and to say a thing with our mouth and not doubt. But again, it has to do with the spiritual first and then the natural. When he spoke, a power was released that affected the roots on that tree. In the realm you can't see. And in a short period of time, it changed the whole of that tree, including everything you could see on the outside. When we begin practicing this, we'll say things. And even though we may say them in faith, you won't see any change. You won't feel any different in many cases. Nothing you see and feel will appear to have been affected, and that's why people think, well, there's nothing to that. Oh, but friend, they walked away from that tree, and on that moment you couldn't tell that anything had changed, but it had. Power had been released through faith-filled words that was working in the realm you couldn't see. And it was affecting it from the roots, from its source. We can do that to any problem. The source of the problem will always be spiritual. And that source will need to be dealt with at the root, where it started, where it began. And these are things that can't be touched with the natural or with a natural hand. Oh, but when the Spirit of God prompts us, speak to that. Speak to that. Your own body, concerning your own body, oh, how we need to do it. Your body is your body. You have a right to speak things over your body. We already talked about yesterday, let the weak say, I am strong. You know, so many times people don't realize they talk about my bad knee. <laughs> We've named it and declared it, and decreed it, my weak eye, my, my tennis elbow, my this, my that. And the scripture says when you decree it, that's how it'll be. But you could, instead of that, you could do what the scripture talks about, calling those things that be not as though they were. You're not talking about what you feel or what you see. You speak to it. You say lungs, clear up. Kidneys, Function normally, heart, be clear and be strong. I know I was ministering along these lines some years ago, and a young man came up, and he said, uh, 
Brother Keith, I want you to pray for me for my healing. I said, what, what is it? He said, well, my tear ducts don't work right. I don't know why. It's been years and years, but they don't work right. And doctors have done this and done that, but they don't work right. And, and I've used these different drops and things, but they don't work right. And I wish they did, but my tear ducts just don't work right. He didn't realize it, but in a couple of minutes, he had said a half a dozen times, my tear ducts don't work right. Well, a lot of people would scoff and say, well, that's because they don't. Well, then you don't believe in unseen things. You don't believe the scripture that God created everything by his words. You don't believe what Jesus just said, that if you have faith and don't doubt, you can also do what he did with that fig tree and even bigger situations. And I said, well, I said, I don't think I need to pray for you right now. He said, why? I said, well, your words are stout against you. He didn't understand. I said, would you just do that? Would you stop saying my tear ducts don't work right? He said, yeah, but they don't. I said, yeah, but I showed him the scriptures. I said, begin to say, I call my tear ducts whole. My tear ducts work and they work right. He didn't see it at first. But, you know, he's been saying this other for all this time. It hasn't helped him. Why not change? Why not do something different? Within just a matter of days, he came back shouting and praising God. He said, they're working, Brother Keith. They're working, Brother Keith. Well, it was him getting in line and doing what the master did, doing what God the Father does. Come on, say it out loud. I'm a faith child child. of a faith God. He releases creative power power. in his words. I act like him. I I speak words words. of life life. and power and And they change my life. life. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's it. We're out of time again here at Faith School. Uh, Join us next week and join us every day to get your faith built up. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hi, friends. I sure have enjoyed uh, being in faith school with you again this week. And let me remind you that all of the previous lessons are available uh, in our archives. You can go back and get so much material. won't cost you anything. And uh, the scripture says, concerning Paul's ministry that he was able to minister to folks at no charge to them because of his partners. The scripture said, he said, you sent to me once and again. He said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. The reason we can offer these things at no charge is because our partners, our word sender partners, Uh, give into this ministry. If you'd like to become a Word Sender partner, you can do so today. There's information on your screen and you can get involved that way and we would receive your partnership and agree with you that all your needs will be met too according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We'll see you next time in Faith School.